Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? How high are you? Um, well, if you hear the little bit of an echo, I'm backstage here in Tampa, Florida, and there's speakers all over, so I didn't know where to record this opening. As you know, I record the opening to the show in my cell phone, in case you're a first-time listener. You might. Oh, by the way, if you're a first-time listener, well, I'll talk about that in a second. Um... But uh, record the opening of the show on my phone, so I had to go into the bathroom. If you can hear the echo, can you hear the echo? I bet I sound good if I sing in here. When somebody loves you, it's no good. Right, there's enough of that. Um, so today's show. Oh, back to if you're a first-time listener, I'm not hosting it. I have a, a fill-in host, a guest host, Daniel Kino. And I think he did a great job. His guest is David Feldman, along with the regular crew, Katie and Irk and Chris and Blake Wexler is sitting in today. And obviously, I'm not going to have a guest host all the time, but I like doing it once in a blue moon. I know Rory's next on the list and James Adomian um, to do it as me, which would be great. But uh, every once in a while, I think it's a fun thing to do. And uh, I think they did a great job. And I, I don't mean to sound corny about this, but, and again, I apologize that this is so echoey probably. Um, when you first do the podcast, you know, I think you remember me talking about it. It's, it's like when you first do stand-up. It's, it's new to you. It's different. And um, you're not used to it. So you get a little bit, you know, I guess nervous sometimes. Maybe nervous isn't the right word, but same thing as when you start doing stand-up or your first day on a job. And... Um, I think that Daniel did a great job. I really do. So tweet him some kind words. I mean, you're going to want to anyway once you listen to the show, but be gentle and be kind when you listen to it. 
it, I don't want to make it like this show's a charity case. It's not, but you know what I mean. Don't. Ninety-nine percent of the people are going to be gentle, just in case there's one person. I'm on the show. I'm on email him. <laughs> Why do I even address that? You know, I have to. But I want you to know that I know. 99% of you would have been gentle without me asking you to be. All right, I'm not redoing this. By the way, I'm going to make this so quick. I want to talk about Explosion Bus. Go watch it. Anything Jonathan Katz does, I'm a fan of. Like I said, stand-up, Dr. Katz show, and now this. Tom Snyder along with him. And uh, ExplosionBus.com or Explosion Bus YouTube. I'll make this real quick. This, this plug is going to be over in 15 seconds. It took me five years for me to finally watch Super Troopers, which, by the way, we might have two people from Super Troopers on, I think, next week. Um, it took me a long time before I watched Super Troopers, and then it became my favorite movie, Waiting for Guffman, same thing. And then uh, Napoleon Dynamite took me a while to watch, too. And uh, so go watch Explosion Bus. There, that's the way we do it. That's the ad. You know, they might listen to this ad, see if it's worthy to advertise here, and it is. We're very aggressive with our ads. We tell people, you go fucking watch it, you hear me? It's an order. I'm, I'm not kidding. Next week on the show, I'm going to be asking some questions. <laughs> All right, so enjoy the show. Today's, uh, if it's your first time listener, well, probably not the show to listen to. Sometimes on the show we say swear to God because it's uh, blah, blah, blah. It's funny, but it doesn't mean we're telling the truth. But when we say George Carlin, we are um, for comedic reasons. And there you go. People, that's you. Enjoy the show. Goodbye. You want me to sing a little more? <laughs> I can't think of anything. You gotta know when to hold them, when to hold them, know when to run away, know when to run. You gotta count your blessings. When you're sitting on the table, you gotta be bing, bing, bing. Okay, Katie, roll in the opening. Now entering Nerdist.com. A very funny guy, Daniel Kino. If you don't fucking call me back this time, then don't call me ever again because we're done. The entertainer's entertainer, Daniel Kino. Daniel, hey, it's Tom. Martin. Listen, man, I really <laughs> want to come on the podcast. I got things to promote. Comedy Central presents Daniel Kino. <laughs> Daniel Kino. Blake Wexler. Again. Um. If you don't want me to do the podcast, just, I don't know, let me know that. <laughs> want me to beg? Is that how you work? From the beautiful La Cienega Strip, high atop Black Horse Motors, it's the Todd Glass Show. Starring Daniel Kino. <laughs> Is that how you're going to say it? Oh, thank you, guys. You told me there's going to be a new intro. I didn't know you went all out. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the show. It is Daniel Keno. You know who, what? I feel, I feel like Hank Kingsley. Remember that episode when <laughs> uh, Larry got sick and Hank got to fill in and just on jitters alone, he made it. And then it went horribly wrong right after that. 
that's the moment I'm anticipating. I'm totally diseased inside, and I've never felt better. <laughs> something he says, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, right before he goes on, he goes, don't you get it? I'm the sick one. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, a lot of stuff to get to today. I am uh, guest hosting the show. David Feldman is my guest. We will get to him in a second. Um, there's a few things I'm very excited about. Uh, first, we have uh, a, a submission from uh, Joe from Portland that I cannot wait to hear, and I can't wait for you guys to hear. So let's go uh, Go ahead and roll that. Joe, how about yeah. that? That was awesome. And it's Springsteen. You know, it's like my favorite song. How did he know? I told him. <laughs> so, oh, I you did. know this guy? Yeah, he does stuff. So I... Oh, he's great. Did I? Chris, microphone. Chris, come on. <laughs> I think it was Born to Run, but, you know, good pitch. Good pitch. And what people don't realize is a young Courtney Cox was in here dancing with us yeah very young yeah Jeez. i saw him do that entire album in philadelphia and during that song he brought on his mom this was like, like and she's two years ago Courtney cox it looks exactly the same he had <laughs> he had a banner hanging up in the spectrum where they would have like all the flyers and like the sixers all the sports team banners of championships mm-hmm. he had a banner for most sellouts really yeah in philadelphia all right all right Enough do most people know that courtney cox was the girl he brought up to dance Anytime that video <laughs> comes up, that's the first thing people say to me. Always. In conversation, they always go, oh, you know, did you know that? So I feel like, yeah. Right. And I remember when I saw it, when it first came out, <laughs> I remember like, who is this girl? I mean, she was, that was the first thing she you, ever did. And I was like, oh, my God, that woman You is remember gorgeous. noticing her in that video uh-huh. before Friends? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was just something striking about her. Really? Yeah. This was on MTV? This was on MTV, yeah. Wow. I did not see that's weird to me from that perspective because to me it's kind of like an afterthought. Oh, Courtney Cox from Friends was in that video before she got famous. No, I it's, saw it before yeah. Friends, and you, anybody who saw it when it first came out, oh my God, I'm not staring at Bruce Springsteen's ass. I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm looking at the beautiful girl he's dancing with. Must not stare at Bruce ass. <laughs> Probably same size jeans. We have <laughs> another submission from Joe. Really quick, let's get to this before. Yes, that's thank great. you. Golden Girls. Uh, 
Okay. All right. Thank you, Joe. That's really all I wanted to do, you guys. So we could really wrap up the show. How much time have we done? <laughs> David, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you talking for having to me, me. Talking me through this. You're doing great. Um, thank you. I don't Let's know why Let's just go over you... a few of your numerous credits okay. for people who are not familiar with your work. Right? Okay. Emmy-winning writer. Uh, you've written on Dennis Miller, Bill Maher, Real Time, on HBO Ring. Yes. Before. Uh, Roseanne, The Burn with Jeff Ross. You're writing on that currently. Yeah. And numerous roasts. The Daily Show. The Daily Show. You've been on, you've acted on numerous shows, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You've done stand-up on HBO. You've done stand-up on... Conan, you've done stand-up on Comedy Central. The Green Room, you were on The Green Room. I was on The Green Room. Right. And you have your own radio show. And I have my own radio show. And I don't know if you know this, but everybody that comes on the show gets a jingle, gets their own little intro jingle. Oh, wow. Made just for you. So we have one uh, for you this week. Fantastic. I love that. I love that. This is the David Feldman Radio Network. <laughs> so there you go. I hope you like it. I, I love you. It. Just I love for it. you. Thank you. We so made that much. just for you. <laughs> That's my favorite piece of music. It's Smile. It's uh, Brian Wilson. And I just think that's... That, How that, does that work? Do we tell people that that's the actual intro to his podcast? That's not... <laughs> oh, we would never tell them that. Right? I'm not, sure, I'm not sure what the parameters of this bit are. Right. I don't know why that music just gives me the chills every time I hear it, but it does. It's just... Uh... Did you license it for your podcast? Oh, yeah. I pay him a lot. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have to, as long as you... Let's not discuss you, it. You don't... Yeah. Let's not go there. But I don't think you have to. I think it's... You don't charge for your podcast, right? Right. Right. So that's... I think we're okay. Free. Yeah. It's promotion. Brian Wilson needs that. Well, we were just, right before you came in here, we were looking you up on the internet. Right? Which is an invasion of privacy, I find. And we're sorry. Is it? I find this is an invasion of privacy. I think being this, a stand-up this, this comic, entire- is, it really is. <laughs> like when I do a television show and somebody says, I saw you on, you know, I saw you on Conan. I go, well, you know, that's, why'd you watch? That's like, <laughs> that's, I'm your friend. I was I don't, pouring my heart out. How yeah, dare you? Right. Why would you, if you're my friend... Why would you watch? It would be like watching the nice thing be like avoiding me in public. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) I think, you know, there are doors on a bathroom. You don't want to see people doing their business. (laughs) And if I'm doing my business on television, I want strangers, not my loved ones. Do you have Google alerts for yourself? No, I try not to Google myself. but But, you know, you know, like you could set it up that every time a news article or whatever happens with your name in it, you'll get an alert. Mm hmm. Would you want that? No. No, you don't want to. No. And you don't Google yourself. Anybody who says they don't Google themselves is lying. Lying. How, but how often? Because I'm not famous, mm-hmm. I don't Google myself that often. There are not that many people. You know, I don't get that many mentions. So. Well, I was Googling you. Okay. Mm. And uh, I, I watched the commencement speech you gave at Pitzer. Pitzer College. Pitzer yes. College in uh, Claremont, California. 2009. Is that 2009? Yeah, and, a fine year. You know, it's like I don't get jealous of people's careers a lot. Like sometimes, you know, certain accomplishments you, that you want for yourself, like you, you could maybe feel a little something there. 
But like overall, like you know, you can kind of explain why everybody where they are. But I do get jealous when I see comedians doing shit like that, like the commencement speech or just like really cool stuff that matters. Like that mattered. You were so great. You were funny and you were interesting and so smart and you gave great advice. Yeah, well, thank you. I, you know, uh, Pitzer College is a very left-wing private school. Mel Brooks's son graduated from there. It's uh, down. It's one of the Claremonts, and they are to the left of Berkeley, to the left of UC Santa Cruz, and they they voted, and they. <laughs> I was shocked. I, <laughs> I but they had had Samantha Powers, who's a expert on genocide, and. They had that was a great joke, by the way. Well, they had all these professors and famous people, and they wanted me, and I came down, and I wrote. I worked really hard on that speech because I figured, you know, I'll deliver one commencement address in my life, and why not get? But I, it, it, it. Other than Wait, I, where look, do you practice that? Like, you can't go to a comedy club and run that set. <sighs> you got to punch it up. <laughs> Well, you know, as a as a comedy writer, one of the things I've learned from working with guys who are really at the top of their game, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Dunham. No, uh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> he's a nice guy. You used a puppet throughout the entire. Yeah. yeah, we should say that people who are at the top of their game are almost fascistic in their jokes, where they decide something's funny and they don't run around testing everything. And I've kind of emulated that, not not well, but I, I kind of feel like if you have been doing it as long as you've been doing it, you would think there'd be no static on your podcast. <laughs> an engineer who knew what we were doing. I don't really think this is Kate. I think Chris, you, this Chris, is a Kate impersonator. Is everything okay? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I think that the the guys who are really great at what they're doing in terms of stand up when they're going on television or doing an award show or a commencement speech they don't worry what the audience thinks they, they just know they know and it's more important what they think and that i think for me that was always a uh, i'm so insecure as a stand up if i'm doing a television show mm-hmm. i have to do it scientifically and i have to run to 50 clubs and put a check or a check plus next to a joke and move the and in the end, it's really the audience trying to please the audience too much scientifically saps the humanity out of it. And I think the reason that speech worked you know, was because I didn't test it. It came from my heart. I think also, if I may compliment you, may I compliment you? Yeah, please you? do. Okay, okay. I love here this. it is. Um, I because uh, I graduated from school like a year and a half ago, and one thing that you did nah, at our Emerson, and I am down. young. Um, You're part of the Emerson Mafia. I am. I am. Shh. Um, but yeah, it was great because you weren't preachy, but you were you were very relevant, and you weren't telling. Rather, you know, you were making jokes, and at the end, I think you ended it beautifully, despite all the humor in it. Where you said uh, it was a line about like like the most important thing is that you can lie about where you went to college, and I'm going to lie and say that I went to. I thought that was great because right. it seemed like you were going to make fun of them and then you turned it back and it was a compliment. It was a beautiful ending. Which is very hard for me because <laughs> I, I don't do sentimentality on stage. I've, I've always right. felt that it was presumptuous on the part of a stand-up to ingratiate himself and make an audience laugh. And I, I just think it's really funny <laughs> to piss people off as much as possible and get them to laugh. So it, 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 But I did kind of well up at the end because I remember I was telling them 
not to buy stuff just to read. Don't own things, you Don't said. Own, yeah. 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 Just just read. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got kind of teary-eyed at the time. I think it's because, I don't know, I got, I just, I believe that. I think that if all you do is read and stop watching television and don't want good things like the cars that are below us, (laughs) you'll have a richer life. I think that's where we get into most, I, I really do, I think you get into most of your problems collecting stuff, things. They control you. Your things control you. And it's better to be controlled by your loved ones. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, Sorry. Stop it. Stop uh, it. Do you, how does that work? Do you get a degree when you do a, when you give a commencement speech? Do you get like an honorary? I yeah, you know, they give you something. I don't I, I, it was it was a blur, but look it up. It's on YouTube. You, you went to Columbia, right? Yes, I did. And do you Going to college, did that help you any at all in your career? It told me how honestly how stupid I am. The, uh, you know, I was an alcoholic and I was doing a lot already. Like, oh yeah, I couldn't do the work. Back back when I went, you had to read like three hundred pages a day. Mm-hmm. You were an English major, right? Yeah, but I was taking history classes and poli sci, and it was a different time. And they have a great books class, and they force you to read. You know, you're eighteen. I was a virgin. Except for the stuff my dad and I used to do together. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm 18 years old and I'm like, I'm finally away from the house. Yeah. And I want to lose Where my. Where was the house? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey. Uh huh. I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in Jersey. And I wanted to, you know, go, okay, now I'm going to lose my virginity. And then thump, here's like 600 pages that you have to have read in two days. And I just couldn't do the work. It took me a while. And I was drinking and smoking dope and masturbating. I, I, I masturbated while I was masturbating. That's how much I masturbated. <laughs> and yeah, but college, it broke me. It was, it, it was basic training. It just taught me how, how dumb I am. And uh, somehow I graduated. Your kids go to college? Yes, they do. Both of them already. Uh, yes. Oh, what's cool? Well, my daughter. I, I I don't see. I don't. I have to brag about my kids. Please. Okay. I don't want to give out uh, where they went to. Actually, no. I don't want to talk about conference. It. Okay. I, don't have to. I, I have great kids. I, my kids are absolutely fantastic, and I am a great father. I really am. I have a great relationship. With both my kids, uh, I'm not allowed to be alone with them. But uh, it's a start. The, the court or no? Uh, no, my both my kids have turned out fantastic. The other one, not so great. But uh, two <laughs> out of three. You, what's what's? I feel like you, you know you threw that out there. I, I want to know now. What the other one? I'm joking. I, oh. You know, I rather not talk about my kids. They're they're fantastic. They're healing. They're. Uh, <laughs> I, love you go, I don't want to talk about my kids. And then I just let you talk about your kids. Um, Greg Giraldo had a great joke about like oh, I don't have you know I have three sons. I don't have a favorite, obviously, but my main son. He. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do have some stuff that I, I, can, I can give parenting tips though. You do well before, I, am before great, we, I do. I do like I've been to your house. We've spent right. a little bit of time together. I, you are someone that I admire. On, on a lot of levels, like I, you know, obviously why? your work. I'll tell you why. Obviously, I, I, I love you. I'll tell you why. I I'm honored that you think so. You, you're, I think you're the. I mean, only I don't one. know. I mean, I don't know that much about you. You know, on on the surface, it looks amazing, David. But I don't know. No, I'm kidding. 
Um, why? Why do I have to say I'm kidding? Obviously, I'm <laughs> fucking kidding. Why would it look amazing? I'm a, a uh, struggling. To, to me, it looks great. Like I, I, I've watched you interact at home with your family. Which I have a great, I have great family. You have a great family. Like there's certain stuff that you do with your kids. Certain things you don't do with your kids. You told me about. I admire. Obviously, your comedy is great. Your jokes. Every comedian loves, you know, David Feldman. Just not the audiences. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. For, from my perspective, that, that almost counts more. Right. I, I, I agree. I think the audiences will always lead you down the... At the end of the day, what I, the fuck do they know? I agree with that. But that's why I've ended up in a showroom... <laughs> No, don't, podcast. don't say that. Above, no, above no. a showroom. <laughs> above it. This, if anything, misrepresents the amount of success with the show. Like, this is, looks amazing. If you had to guess how much it would cost to rent this out and to do a show in the studio, it would be a, probably a lot I know, of money. I'm joking. Yeah. I, you it's know not. You, you brought up college. I'm defending I, it for Todd because I know he's listening. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's beautiful up there. And he's right. You, brought, you bring up college and, you know, College is like health care now. It's like you, you, if you say you went to college or you say you have health care, people think you're lording it over them. And that's what a disgraceful country this is. I mean, it's a shit country when, when you tell people that you have health insurance and you feel like you're bragging. So as Americans, we should be ashamed of ourselves, and it's a disgrace. But you asked me about college, and one of the things my father said to me, my father said two things to me. One is he said if you go to the police and tell them what we just did, we're both <laughs> going to prison. That was the first thing. Get a shovel and start digging. That's the first thing he ever said to you? He said it to me a lot. But he also said to me... Right, so that's number one. That's the first thing he right. said to me. He said, it's, you want to play something? No, 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 no not anymore. Not anymore. Mike, a lot of this is about timing, Chris. Okay. I know. I, I love my dad, and he's, you know, he uh, stormed the beaches of Normandy during the Vietnam War, and he's a great man. <laughs> But he said to me, he said, Elizabeth, he used to call me Elizabeth. He said, it's not good enough for you to get laughs. You have to do, your jokes have to be difficult. They have to be. He said that to you? Yeah. It's, it, he said, anybody can get laughs in front of a, a group of people. You, they're, they're, you can just tell them jokes. You have to challenge the audience and make them think and. That kind of informed my stand-up, and that's why I'm a failure, and that's why I had to become a comedy writer. But I, I, to me, it's like I, I, I knew early on what makes an audience laugh. I think you can stand at the back of a room and study it. And but just, just because people are laughing doesn't mean it's funny. Normally, if they're laughing too hard, I would say if they're laughing too hard, chances are the joke is either filthy or hateful. Mm-hmm. Or directed, th- so you have to I, you have to be very wary of the mob. The mob is Hateful. very dangerous. I feel like this is a good point to bring this in, and we're kind of starting the show off with a serious note, but we'll get more silly toward the end. I'm not silly. Uh, I, I'm, I know. I'm a, a comedy writer. <laughs> comedy writers are depressed. There's no room for it. Uh, we sit and, we'll and get, if, we'll... if something if something is hysterically funny, we go, ah, oh yeah. You say, ah, oh, that's funny. Yeah, no laugh. <laughs> Well, you don't have to get silly. You can just enjoy our silliness. Right. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or tolerate it. So no, I, lo- I wish I were silly. I do. I'm not a silly person. I'm, you know. You don't act silly, but you are a silly person. I'm. You're a comedy writer. I'm a comedy writer. I'm silly with letters and words. Yeah. And sentence structure. It's silly. But it's, you know, I'm, it's like diamond cutting. 
I don't mean to be pretentious, but how, what how I so? do is more important than heart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, syntax can be very goofy. Uh-huh. There's some goofy syntax in dictionary. You said you had mentioned hateful humor. Right. Do you know where the term political correctness comes from? That's a genuine question, by the way. I, I would say uh, eight, 1989, during the Bush years, the first, do mm-hmm. you know? No, no, no. I, I think there was a, believe it or not, a backlash to Ronald Reagan's presidency, where even though he was a right-wing pig who destroyed this country, and I mean, he was just absolutely horrid as a human being, and he was a complete fraud. But there were so many angry liberals as a backlash to Ronald Reagan that around 1989, when George Herbert Walker Bush, who should rot in hell, he's not dead yet, but he should rot in hell, and his wife's vagina, which spawned George W. Bush, uh, is already rotting. I've been there. And... But it happened around. You, you, the, you look like this is talking about this do, physically exhausting. Do you want a cup of water? <laughs> no, no, no. I just uh, the stalactites and the stalagmites inside of Barbara Bush's twat are really something to the the bat, the bat guano alone is just so <laughs> thick and viscous. But so okay, so it started around the time of George Herbert Walker Bush. Right. It was a backlash to all the angry liberals who were complaining about Ronald Reagan. So they had speech codes on campus, and I couldn't get booked on college campuses because of speech codes. Really? Yeah. I can't because apparently you need an hour. (laughs) (laughs) That's a speech code. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Uh, But but like, when did it become excuse for? when, When did blaming political correctness in your mind become excuse for hate speech? They're, they're right. I mean, I have gotten into it with liberals. I, I, first of all, both ends of the spectrum are, are fascists and dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, I'm left of center, but political correctness is an example of how fascistic But where is center to you? Like, don't you think like, this country has shifted its center to the right? So like, you now being left of center makes you probably a moderate. I pray that French Canadians invade America. Who do you pray to? I pray to a false god. Which one? (laughs) (laughs) The chairman of the board of Nerdist Industries. (laughs) Hey, so let me let's let's move off this topic. Okay, but uh, hate speech is correct. I I think you got to be careful with hate speech. I got into it. I used to do jokes about Ann Coulter being a guy. (laughs) And and transsexuals wrote to me, and I got into it with them. And then they showed me pictures of transsexuals getting beaten up. Mm -hmm. And I said, I will never make jokes about Ann Coulter's Adam's apple again. Not Uh, worth it. It's not worth it. And they're right. Mm -hmm. That as painful as it is to be corrected by liberals, Mm -hmm. most politically correct gatekeepers are just early on in the process. If you wait 20 years, you come around to their way of thinking. Right. Oh, good. All I right. mean, making fun, like when I, in 89, you couldn't make fun of a woman for being fat at Smith College. Mm-hmm. And you thought, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Guess what? You really, if you're a comedy writer, like I, I write for Joy Behar show on Current. Uh, it's a network uh, that Al Gore owns. <laughs> If I ever handed her a joke... It's on television. <laughs> if I ever handed her a joke about a woman being fat, you know, yeah. I'd be fired. Right. And I'd 
when I write for Jeff Ross's show, I <laughs> get a bonus for writing the same joke. But that's a different. Okay. <laughs> so you, you you wrote for Dennis Miller on HBO. Yes, I did I'm, the HBO series. I'm curious about this, and I don't know if you could shed some light on it or not. But his turn, right? Because he was a liberal. He was, no, he, he was never a liberal. He was never. He was no. perceived as a liberal. It's all an act. Everything's an act. So it was. So I was going to ask you if it's an act now. You're saying it was an act back then. He was. He had long hair, and he said the f word. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people think that makes you a liberal. Well, he also made fun of people in the South and made yeah. fun of Republican politicians. Yes, he did. And, yes, he did. But he was on HBO at the time, and he and used you know he used big words, and his references were very yes. scholarly. Yes, I love Dennis, and he's if he were in this room right now. Uh, he'd be the alpha dog. But but is, was that a conscious choice at some point, you think, to go, I'll be the, I'll be the guy on the right. I'll be the comedy guy. On the, I'll be Jon Stewart on the right. He's very rich. He does make business. <laughs> I mean, he's – Dennis make, makes a lot of money. Why, do, why doesn't comedy work from, from that perspective? What perspective? From, from being a Republican making fun of – you know, people's liberal agenda is not as funny, is it? Yes, it is. You think so? I mean, I look. Okay, Dennis broke my heart. I think his well, like him making fun of people who believe in global warming. Who I, I, it seems even silly to use the term "believe in global warming," but like he was making fun of scientists who, who you know, back up global warming, and that seems like so. You know, I was watching one of his specials with my daughter, and my daughter said something. She said, "Can I tell the police?" No. Uh, she, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I apologize. I just. What are you apologizing for? Please don't apologize to her. Um, <laughs> she was watching Dennis. He did a special a couple of years ago, and she said, "You know, if I didn't know that he was a right wing fascist, I would think he's funny." Dennis's ha- he his problem is he shows. You watching his, his new special? I didn't see. The problem is he shows his hand. In other words, if he didn't tell everybody what his politics were and just made the jokes mm-hmm. then they'd be funny but if but since we know now that they come from such a hateful intolerant place in his what's left of his heart it's not as funny you you're, you're very descriptive when you're talking about people you leave very little doubt as to how you feel no um, I, I love dennis i think he's brilliant i know i know i, I, I just you know well, if you look, I mean, who are the successful comedians today who are on the right? Like, if you like, I mean, Nick DiPaolo would be one of them, and then Jim Norton, you could say, could be another one. But I can't name any more off the yeah, top I of mean, my head. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know necessarily. And I don't that, think that's that a coincidence. It, that, that it's right of me to say it, it doesn't work. I mean, it, you know, I'm sure there are certain instances I think it's where harder. it would be funny. But I think it's harder. I think you're right. I think, I think a lot of li- liberal agenda, in my mind, a lot of it kind of moves our society forward. Right, but not necessarily for comedy. No, not necessarily because for comedy. Because sure. uh, comedy works when you're a demagogue. When I, you know, two things about this, and, I, and this is probably boring, but Jay Leno said that... I love it already. Are you kidding me? Me too. Jay Leno said this around the time of the political correct movement coming to fruition. This is around 1990. He said, comedy is conservative, because you're taking, you're making order out of chaos. Conservatives are very intolerant of chaos, and he's right. So, actually, conservative comics do much better with a crowd. 
because the crowds, as we learned from Hitler and Mussolini, <laughs> I'm being serious, who were fascists and they uh-huh. were conservatives. That's right. A, you know, Hitler and Mussolini were fascists. They were Nazis. And conservatism has its roots in that, uh, revving up the mob. Mm-hmm. So when you watch somebody who's saying conservative things, it harkens back to Nuremberg rallies. It's, it's <laughs> manipulating a crowd, telling them what they want to hear. It's demagoguery. So I disagree with you when you say that uh, conservative comedy doesn't work. I think it works very successfully. I think it's easy mm-hmm. because you're preying on people's fears and their emotions. You're not you're not playing or to preconceived, their, you know, racism. Yeah, right. Beliefs and right. You're not challenging them to think. You're just asking them to feel what they already familiar. Yeah, it's familiarity. Right. It's a great point. <clears throat> I think okay, that, let's move off of this. This is like we, we never open the show so serious, but th- these are things I would crave to talk to you about anyway. Right. I think actually, I so think I audiences like... are thirsting for these kind of conversations. Not necessarily <laughs> on this show, but on mine, <laughs> which is. I do want to talk. Let's, let's, do, let's do a couple of couple of um, games. Comedy play on the show. Comedy is playing handball against a brick wall. The more serious the subject, the funnier it is. Thank you, David. Okay, so we have. Oh, you know what? Let's take a call from Todd. Todd is. Uh, is Todd on the phone, yeah, Katie? He's on the phone. Thank you. Perfect. All right, Todd. Hey, guys, it's Todd. Hello? At the airport, I guess you can tell. Todd, uh, hello? Todd, hello? Wanted to say hi. Um, hello? Hello? Hi. Hello? Can you guys hear me? Hello? 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 Yeah, I hear you. Hello? Hello? hello. Todd, hello? Yes, I hear hello. you. Hello? Hello? By the way, this is not a joke. I can swear you to not, God. He can't can hear you us. Not, hello? Thank God we have a safe word. Swear <laughs> to Hello? God. Hello? Can you not hear me? Hello? Yes, I hello? hear hello? you. Hello? Oh my! God. Okay, I cannot go from the, get this oh, angry. Hello, what are you hello, at? God. Yeah, I'm what the fuck? doing a phone call. Go to another Is it on? Can you hear? No, it's on. He hello, Todd. Hello. He can hear us. Oh. And then he says he can't. Yes. Hello, Todd. I hear you. Hey, hello. what's up, buddy? I, I I hear you. Do you hear me? Todd, hello. Hello. Oh I can't. my God. Hello. Hello. You know what? No, no. I. You want to fucking play this game? I'll play this game. Hello. Hello. Is it our head? Hello. 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 Oh, you know what? I hope you're high when you do this. Hello? 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 Todd? Huh? Oh, you want to go at it? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Todd, talk. Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up? Hello? Hello? Oh, my God. You guys don't... Todd? Yes! Hello? Oh, my God. I hear you. If Hello? I hear you, then why can't you hear Hello? me? It's like you hear everything Hello? Hello, Todd. Except for what I'm saying. Todd, Hello. we, can, we Hello? can't hear you. Should we call him back? I don't, Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Hey, Todd, what's up? Oh Hello? My. Hello? 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 <laughs> Todd, what's up? Uh, what? You're right. Hello? I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I, this, this, you're probably nervous doing the show. A little bit. Right, don't keep. Hello? Okay, T- let T- me hello, get this hello, out. Don't T- keep saying T- you hear me. Hello. I know you hear me. Let If you hear me, let me T- fucking hello, apologize. Hello? All right, go ahead. What I was trying to say is... Yeah? Hello? Yeah, hello? Okay, do you... How come if you don't fucking hear me, you know perfectly when to interrupt me? I don't fucking get it. What? Hello? If this is a joke to get my... You know what I hope? Hello? 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 Yeah, what's up? Todd? Hello? Oh, my God. Hello? <laughs> hello? All right. Hello? Let me apologize. I'm a little stressed. It's okay. Out. I Don't worry my... about it. 
Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Hi. Talk. Hello, Todd. Oh, my. Hello? There's Hello? no way you... This is not a joke. Hello? Do you swear to God... Todd, do you come s- on. Daniel, stop it. Do you swear what? to God that you can't hear me? <laughs> just, just talk. Then go how ahead. the fuck did you say that? <laughs> Something is... I don't... You know what? I'm going to go. The phone's I gotta go. fine. Hello? I'm going to something, Chris. Get that fucking bailout music ready. <laughs> Todd, I guess he missed his flight. He's a little upset. That's a bummer. We'll get to him in a little bit. Do you do that bit all the time, or is that a brand new bit? And we just we just thought it'd be fun to do for this week. That's great. It's um, hysterical. So let's get back to you. Okay. David, you let's talk about your family. Not your family, but you you said you you wouldn't mind talking about parenting. Yeah. What about uh love? You want to talk about love? And... Unconditional love. Yeah. You love you are your child's dog. Can I ask you let's reel this in a little bit. Can I ask you questions about your marriage? Sure. How long have you been married? I have been married since 1990. Anybody want to help me out here? 22 years? 42. Yeah, 20. 42, Katie. I don't, know. I don't in- know how to do math. Incorrect. Where 22. did you guys meet? We met in a comedy club, the Holy City Zoo. Where was that? In San Francisco. Rome. Rome, San Francisco. <laughs> and uh, was it love right away? For me. Not for her. Why would she love me? <laughs> <laughs> is this a really... How much of this is, is, is a joke? How much of that is like a thing you walk around with? Why would, uh, you know, there are, you know, uh, c- comedians have to work for love. Right. Okay. For real or we think we do? I, I have told my son there is no shame. Well, I'm gonna, in begging for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Come over here. Sit down. That, um, that's the truth. I said, uh, if you know, you should have pride. But if there's somebody you love, <laughs> there's no shame in begging for it, okay. pleading for it. And you feel like that—that's what happened with you and your wife. That's the only way I could get any pussy <laughs> is by begging for it. You? How old were you when you met her? I was what twenty two. I don't know. 25th, okay, so you had already. So you've you've gotten laid already at that point. Yeah. So that wasn't your primary goal. Like you were, you know, you met this girl. You really, she was great. Well, what do you mean by laid? I mean, I, like, there's laid, and then there's a belt wrapped around your neck, no oxygen, somebody crapping on your face. That's and what that, I meant. Yeah, yes, that, that, that has happened. Yes, that yes. didn't happen until after I got married. <laughs> And that's the music. Is that the honeymooners? <laughs> I think that's the honeymooners. That's the bell choking, crapping, and chest music. I didn't oh, want yeah. to do it. I didn't want to do it. My advice if you love somebody short of stalking or a roofie, uh, you should uh, beg and plead and make What about from the girl's side? Because it's well, different for us. I've said to my daughter, there's no shame in begging <laughs> for pussy. Honey, just because I want my daughter to be a lesbian. So no, what I'm saying from a girl's side, honestly, like if there's a guy that I really like, if I like go for him, like hardcore, it pushes him away. Yeah, but you, you see, you. I, I yeah, but doesn't if if there's a guy you like, and then all of a sudden he's all over you, and 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 you know there's too much coming from him. If isn't I, that a bit of a turnoff as well? Yeah, but if I really like him, it's not. 
Like usually if, if it's a turn off only if I don't really like him. If that's like a sign that I'm clearly not that into him. Hmm. Well, Kate, two things. Do you have a gun? Yes. Okay. Knock on his... No. <laughs> I, I don't know what... To, I tell my daughter that there was a time when women had to marry a guy because he was the guy who asked. And I can't think of anything worse than just waiting for some schlub to propose. But there are signals that you can send to a guy, like not wearing panties and... I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Sending him a picture of She's your not pussy. Not wearing pants. Yeah, I'll try. Well, that. I mean, you do, but women control the situation. You know how to tell a guy to give you a call and yeah. stuff like yes, that. Yes, well, of yeah. course they do. Women I can. Yes, I mean we're just as shy sometimes. Like that's one thing guys don't realize is that girls can be just as shy. Mm-hmm. Does does, does, your, does your daughter ever come that. to you with for guy advice? Yes. How do how do you handle that? I say forgiveness. I'm being <laughs> honest. I say mm-hmm. you have to you have to ask. Does she have a boyfriend? She, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, but there have been, uh, you know, I turned her out. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a horrible thing to say. We, it's very, it's interesting about in our house. We can, we're very filthy. We don't say the f word, and we say horrible. You don't say the f word. No. Okay. You also there's there's no TV, right? Well, yeah, but Not, let, me, let me get. Okay. Uh, but but the jokes are very over the line, but they can't be ethnic, mm-hmm. unless it's black people. Of course, unless you're making fun of black people, that's okay. No, I'm kidding. That's uh, more of a race. Yeah. Uh, no <laughs> ethnic jokes. No racial yeah. jokes. No homophobia. Uh, but then everything else is, you know. You can do scatological humor, sexual humor, uh, because nobody's being hurt by that. Have you had any trouble with that where they would joke around with you guys at home and then they would go to school and joke around with people Never. there? Never. My, my, uh, because from the time they were six months old, they were going to comedy clubs, they were sitting in writing rooms, they were coming to TV shows, and they learned that there's a, you know, a place, a time and a place for different types of comedy it's very mature i think if you expose i I still haven't learned that i think if you expose your kids to practically everything at an early age they're smart enough to adapt and figure out when it's appropriate i mean my son's second grade teacher told me and this is the truth she said to me i've never had a class clown before who uh, didn't get la- your son is the class clown she told Mm -hmm. me he said but he's the first class clown i've had that doesn't get laughs at other people's expenses Oh, nice. And I said, so you're telling me he's not funny? <laughs> uh, but, he, you know, he's able to make people He, he works the back of the room. He works the back <laughs> of the room. Uh, you know, if you're clever and witty, you don't have to make fun of people. I think making fun of people, and you're going back to the politically correct movement, they're right. That if you, if you make fun of people, you're mm-hmm. a bully, and it's sometimes even worse than punching somebody. Right. Because you're getting a group of people to agree with you on something hateful. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. So do you have any just general parenting? Be your child's dog. Bits of knowledge. You do? Okay, go Accept ahead. Accept them the way they are unless they're gay. And then take them to uh, reparative therapy. Obviously. No, I'm kidding. You, the, the biggest problem with parents is they want what they want for their kid as opposed to what the kid wants for the kid's self. So your kid is born fully formed. He just hasn't, or she hasn't grown yet. 
And all neuroses stems from a parent who wants their child to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I wanted my kids to be white. I accepted that somehow I had Wait. black kids. No, no, no. no. David, hold on. Your, your wife is white. As well. uh, is that true? I don't know. It came out black, and it, for a while. No, I, oh my God, David! <laughs> like, I, I, David. I, I love that you're like trying to jump in there, help him out with it. Help <laughs> make that sense. <laughs> but no. all neuroses stems from not accepting your child exactly the way they are. Right. And I think all of us, all of our unhappiness is not accepting the way we were born. So that's 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 your kid is born. Jesus, and don't hit. All right. Well, everybody, I hope you were taking notes. How much time have we done? You can kick. It's all right to kick your kid. Don't hit. Oh, nice. Uh, Kicking is kicking is just don't hit. (laughs) I was looking at Kate. All right. Uh, Let's take a break. Um, Are you crying? And I'm 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 a little upset by this. It's serious. I I mean, you're asking me serious. I I can't be silly. I'm not silly. Uh, I'm giving honest. I know. I know. I'm kidding. But they're jokes contained within the honesty. Yeah, I know. I do a couple couple child molestation (laughs) jokes to keep it moving. It's good, right? To keep it light. (laughs) Keep it light. light. Wait, wait. Honestly, just so you don't think like I need I need like five minutes to just make sure you know we we still have plenty of stuff to get to. We got to some stuff. Okay. It's a commercial break. Okay. That's all it is. Yeah, we got to promote Mark Marin's show. It's coming out in a little bit. True. Uh, he's got somebody interesting on, so um, we'll be right back. The Todd Glass Show, voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. All right, um, welcome back. It was a nice break, David. How you doing? Very good. This is fun. Uh, I think next we should move on to, let's play a little game called Guess Which Movie This Trailer's For. Chris, what do you think? Uh, um, Daniel, don't you think this would be a better time for Twitter followers? Well, yeah, no. I'm going to have to agree with Eric on this yeah. one, yeah. All right, guys. Let's just, we'll do that after. Well, let's no, do yeah. the trailer now. Yeah, but no, this would all right, be a Eric, time for All right, Eric, all right, stop, 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 stop. Guys, look, I don't, I don't want to do this, but... You know, Todd did we'll leave me in charge of the show. I, you know, I, I want to pull rank uh, on you, but yeah, why would you think that Todd left you in charge? All right, fine. Chris, can you pl- please play the voicemail? <laughs> Daniel, Todd, listen. I think you know this. Uh, well, obviously, I think this is a no-brainer that you're in charge. So, oh, and I know the word really? "you're in charge" sounds a little much, but yeah, I mean, I'm leaving you in charge. So there you go. Have a have a good time, and there you go. So there oh, yeah, you go, guys. Really, that's funny because uh, Todd left me a voicemail too. <laughs> Eric, Todd, what? Hey, listen. Um, <laughs> I just hope you know that uh, I'm, I'm, and I mean this. You know, swear to God, you're in charge. <laughs> so, not that being in charge means you're going to yell at everybody, but there's got to be someone that holds down the fort while I'm gone. So you are in charge, and uh, you know, be cool, be nice to everybody, but take control. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. I guess. Um, I guess I guess you're right. Wait, guys, hold on. Todd left me a voicemail. <laughs> saying oh I yeah, Chris. Yes, Chris. No way. Oh, you don't say. Hey, I hope you know that you're in charge. So what? Uh, that's so, right. the way it has you. to be. You do the music. You've been with me the longest. <laughs> Someone has to be in charge, and it's you. So All right, I fine. hope you know that. Well, I hope fine, everyone then. else knows it. Yes, and I will absolutely. I swear to God. That this is not a this is not a joke. You're in charge. I believe him. So All I'll right. tell everybody else. All right, fine. Uh, fine. Okay, hey guys. Go, bye. <laughs> yes, I'm. <laughs> 
you know I'm the producer of the show. I produce all the nurse yeah, podcasts. Katie, Clearly, uh, everybody I'm knows. the one that's in charge here. Well, and he, but, he left me a voicemail saying that I was in charge. No, he didn't. I what? Thought, yeah, he left it yesterday. Get the fuck out of here. Katie, 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 Katie. By the way, I had fun with you the other night. That was good. <laughs> you, you really know what you're doing. Anyway, and tell everyone not to read into that. Hey, you're in charge. So keep every... Um, of course I'm leaving you in charge, Katie. There's no... Oh. I mean, why wouldn't I? Um, Disappointing. So there you go. I got to go. Bye. Wow. Uh, guys, actually, uh, if I, to be honest, I, Todd left me a message, too, that I'm in charge. So why don't you play that? Blake, don't lie. No one cares. Chris, is there a message for Blake? Chris, play it. Um, no, Chris, seriously, I mean, it's not a bit. Play it. You didn't give me a message, Blake. <laughs> Blake, you don't have a message. Sit back down. Blake, hey, take his microphone away. Yeah. Guys, all right, that was funny. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Very funny bit. But obviously, I knew Todd left you guys messages because I got another message from him. Can you please? Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. It's Todd. Okay, obviously, I think you get the joke. <laughs> I told everybody they were in charge. But seriously, I mean, obviously, you're fucking in charge. So, obviously. end of the joke. That makes sense. All right. The joke's the joke, but yeah, you're fucking in charge. See? So, I'm sorry to do go. that to you guys. All oh, right. wow. I did not want to bring this up because <laughs> I thought that this was what? a joke because he left me a voice. Get the, too. Eric, come on. Uh, well, yeah. Eric. I know. I left everybody the same message that they were in charge, but you're in charge. No bullshit. What? I don't care what fucking Daniel says. I'm leaving you in charge, okay? No fucking, you know, you're in charge. All right, So I fine. think that settles it, right? Um, no, I'm... <laughs> See, I didn't want to bring this up to you guys, but Todd did leave me a second voicemail, and I think it no. kind of speaks for itself. <laughs> so I'll just... Okay, Chris. Chris, 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 listen. <laughs> you get the joke. I told everybody they're in charge, but trust me. You, no bullshit... You're fucking in charge. You think I'm going to leave Irk in charge? Yeah, I'm going to leave someone in charge his par- that their parents named them Irk. Who would name their fucking son Irk? And Daniel, yeah, great. I'm going to leave him in charge. But why would I leave him in charge? What, so he can run outside and smoke cigarettes every three minutes? You're in charge. Okay. All I hurtful. ask you is be, you know, being, man, you get it. Okay, I got to go. Bye. You get the gist of what I'm saying. All right. All right. Well, I fuck it. it. I guess that settles it. No, no, you guys. He left me a message too, because Katie. I'm, no, I'm seriously the one in charge. He left me a message saying that he was going to tell you guys because he didn't want to hurt your little feelings. Did he? Did he? I, you know, I don't know. There is another message here. I don't know if that's what it is, but okay, Chris, let's find out. <laughs> Katie, Todd, I get it. I told everybody they were in charge, but listen, seriously, you're in charge. I'm not fucking around. I mean, if it wasn't. You have to be in charge. Otherwise, this show will go on for four hours. And with you there being in charge, I know it'll stay under 30 minutes. Come on. I can't fucking make a joke. I'm not allowed to make a joke. Come on, Katie. Laugh. No, seriously. You're fucking in charge. You're the, you're, well, there's a reason you're called the producer. Because you're going to be producing well, it. That, so you're that definitely sense. in charge. No bullshit. All right. All right, Katie. You're in charge. Unless there's more messages. Yeah, there's actually more messages. All right. Let's hear them. Hey, anybody that hangs out downstairs walking around that has nothing to do with the show, obviously I'm leaving you in charge. <laughs> and then there's one more. There's another one. Oh, hey, no. the guy that's walking by the window that looks in like he's going to buy a car and makes the funny scrunched up face because he doesn't know that we're all staring at him while he's walking down La Cienega Boulevard, stops to look at the cars in the showroom. You're in charge. I'm not even bullshitting you. I swear to God. 
And... Ursula! All right. The dog I watched till January. You're in charge. I just want you to know it, that you're in charge. All right, bye. That's enough. Well, that was a nice piece of comedy. That was funny. Who wrote that? That was Todd and I. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) It's hysterical. I I guess it's funny that us thinking of funny shit, I guess, is writing it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You and I were going to write something. For Todd. Our manager asked us to write something for Todd. We could write something not for Todd. I, but you know what? I'm obsessed with Todd. I know. And I want, We had an Todd. idea for he was like a security guard. No, and, he was going to be a cop. In a small town. In a small town. And then all of a sudden he gets put in charge or something. And he's got a heart of gold. Yes, but he's obsessive compulsive, so he's always getting mad at people who, who don't follow his advice. Right, so he'll break into somebody's house to he, change yes, the light. He, yes, like they're on yeah, vacation. He, he was a cop who would use his powers to like break into people's houses and yeah. rearrange their furniture and, and, re- and fix it and yeah. paint, and because it drove yeah, him this, crazy, not out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. Yes. Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we? Do I don't know. Hmm. 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 We can pick it up. Maybe we could, okay. Talk to me about books. I know you're an avid reader. You've talked about it in your commencement speech. We were just talking about it off the air. Well, I think if you can read, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm being serious here. I think that if you a lot of people can't read because of dyslexia, so they listen to podcasts and mm-hmm. books uh, on tape, books on tape, and lectures and stuff. I think if you can do that, or, or if you can read, I, uh, I think that's the best way to spend your time, as opposed to watching television. How many books would you say you read a, a month? How many do I finish, or how many do I read? You have more than one book going at a time. I have hundreds of books going at one time. I'm, I'm very. That's. I'm, How can you just put a book down, and then start another story? Without? I read nonfiction. Oh, okay. And uh, to me, as I, you know, mental health. I, I know I'm not depressed if I'm reading. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's my. And for a comedy writer, knowing stuff is, is important. Is important. There are two shows being written when you're uh, working on a television show. There's the the show that the audience sees on the screen, and then there's another show that goes on in the writing room that's much more important. Mm-hmm. So you're, if you want to work as a comedy writer, it's more important to impress the other comedy writers mm-hmm. by being quick and funny and well-read. Mm-hmm. And what gets into the script is inconsequential because it's not as important as the, you know, like the dynamic in the writing room. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to stay as sharp and witty as you possibly can. Do you like working on a show like Bill Maher show, which is just, you know, it's a weekly, but it's a talk show as opposed to uh, Roseanne where you had to pump out, you know, scripts and then shoot them and then be involved in the whole process? Uh, you know, I'm not really a sitcom guy. I, I, I have written, like Robert Smigel and I just finished a script. I don't know if it's going to get sold, but, uh, you know, I'm pretty much a failure as a (laughs) i you know i really am i think my only claim to fame is that i'm uh you know a good parent what i was i was just going to ask you like what do you think your best accomplishment as a person up to this point has been uh keeping the police at bay and not finding out about the kids in the crawl space and your father i i don't know I, i you know i think of myself as What what was the question? Like the thing that you're most proud of having done up to this point? I don't think I've hurt anybody. That's I, you know I think I've been able to make a living without destroying anybody's life except my own. I think 
you know. Where, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I've, no, I was just going to ask you, where do you get your news from? That's a great question, young man. Thank you, and sir. Walter. I'm going to preface this by something Walter Cronkite said before he died. He said, "Get your hands off my neck." No, uh, <laughs> oh, he was murdered. Walter Cronkite. Oh, harder, harder. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I was watching Douglas Brinkley, who's written a book about Walter Cronkite, and he said that Cronkite's biggest fear was. We don't teach internet literacy, yeah. and people don't know what websites to go to. Walter Cronkite said this? Yes, he, because really? he became obsessed with the internet before he died, downloading naked pictures of... Okay. Uh, uh, but no, and so people go to the wrong websites. You don't know where to go. So you have to go, like, for if you want to know what is going on, the New York Times, the Washington Post, the LA Times, the Economist. Really, the LA Times? These are solid news organizations, the BBC, The Guardian, even The Wall Street Journal. They have newsrooms with, like, hundreds of reporters and bureaus. Amy Goodman from Democracy Now! Then, if you're interested in, you know, biased reporting, The Daily Kos is magnificent. Mm -hmm. But you should really read The New York Times if you want to know what's going on in the world. The New York Times. Do you think the truth... Is kind of dead now in, in our political process and our political climate, the way people talk to each other, the way people make claims, the way people run for office. Truth is sort of irrelevant now, right? I think had Romney won, we would have been in a post-truth epic. Which, epic by the era. way, that's another uh, Reagan um, deed, right? Didn't he uh, have a lot to do with um, all the, uh, loosening the regulations at the FCC? You're talking about the fairness doctrine? Yeah, the fairness doctrine. Uh, I think the truth is out there. I think you just need to have internet literacy. I think you cannot trust all these websites up there. that are. You've got to go back to mainstream media. The New York Times, the Washington Post, the Los Angeles Times, they fact check. There, there are legitimate news organizations that are dedicated <laughs> to objective reporting. I, I'm sure this is very boring. I know that. No, why? No, it's it, was not a, boring. it was a sneeze, not a yawn. No, I, I know this is stuff I care about. It's not. No, it's yeah. Why is that? That's not boring. Okay, no, because I, but the, tr- you, I, the there is truth out there, mm-hmm. and if you go to the right sources, it, it, the truth isn't debatable. I mean, climate change is real. Mm-hmm. It's not to be debated. I mean, you know, evolution is real. Creationism isn't unless you're some, you know, ignoramus from... Right, but, like, people hide behind that. Well, we can agree to disagree. That's the beautiful thing about this country. We can all agree to disagree. And it's like, well, no. If you're, if you're you know, if you're disagreeing, if you're disagreeing is holding me back from right. evolving, that's not really... Right. Okay. Right. Right? Yeah. But then do we have the right to impose... Our view on, on those people to impose our way of thinking? There are community standards that dictate what we put in our textbooks. You know, unfortunately, most of the textbooks are printed in Texas. Isn't that fucking amazing that yeah. they could take <laughs> out evolution from, like, that we're still debating that in America in 2012. Like, the rest of the world is kind of trying to tackle bigger issues. Do you want to say something? No. You just got something in oh. your ass? Yeah. <laughs> you were just kind of leaning no, into the mic. Okay. Censorship isn't the worst thing. <laughs> I'm being serious. I, I, I think what that I think that you have to have parameters of speech. In other words, if you're a teacher, you shouldn't be allowed to teach your kids creationism. 
And they'll say, well, what about freedom of speech? And yeah, you know, a, a civilized society knows what is legitimate speech and what isn't. And you cannot tell kids that evolution is wrong. How did you handle that, introducing your kids to the concept of religion when the time came? Uh, Well, we're Jewish. So you, I said, this is bullshit, and you're going to spend the next 10 years learning bullshit, and then you'll hate it while you're doing it, and then you'll have something to rebel against so you don't end up as a Scientologist. (laughs) Because I think Scientology, you, you know, Maybe you're Scientologist, and but uh, and for that I do you really you really think that's a possibility? I don't know, but uh, you know I think a lot of people join cults because they didn't get forced to join one early on. I think it's good that a kid is given a Catholic upbringing or a Protestant or a Jewish upbringing just to know it's all bullshit. <laughs> just just so they get some bullshit. They get a bu- they get a bullshit detector. They're inoculated uh-huh. against the It's like a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> so that way It's a bullshit vaccine. Just, it's a small amount of bullshit compared to just death causing bullshit, <laughs> which is what a cult would be. Did, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Early on you you go, "Oh my god, this rabbi's a moron or this nun is out of her mind." So that when somebody approaches you with that vacant stare, "Would you like me to check your <laughs> Ergons or e, yeah, you know, this yeah. e meter. <laughs> you go. I know you. You're Rabbi Finkelstein from when I was six. <laughs> Stay away from me. Let's play a game. Um, you go to a lot of movies. Uh, we have uh, a game. We're going to play, right, Chris? You ready for this? Sure. Is there an intro song that goes with this? Oh, I like it. Okay, yeah. Blake, you want to introduce me? Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a brand new host this week. He's hosting the movie trailer game, but he's not a trailer. He's a trailblazer. Daniel Kino, everybody. Thank you. That was great. Okay, so here's the way it works. I play a trailer for mm-hmm. a movie. The first one to guess what movie that's for gets the point. Okay, we, we have one, two, three, four of you are playing. Katie, David, uh, Blake, and Eric. Chris and I are the control, so we don't count. Okay, you ready? Uh, movie number one. Roll it. At any point, just raise your hand. Yeah, just raise your hand. Okay, go. Look, uh, just out of curiosity, how do you Soviets deal with all the tension and stress? Stop, David Feldman. Would that be the original Red Dawn? No. Very close. Ah. <laughs> uh, sound good? I Would that saw Eric. be the remake to Red Dawn? <laughs> Shut up, no. Oh. oh, that's what I was going to say. Oh, okay. Uh, the Hunt for Red October? <laughs> you're kind of. Oh, I think you're on it. Yeah, there it sounds go. like Alec Baldwin. Police Captain Ivan Danko came from behind the Iron Curtain. Danko, you're welcome. <laughs> Hunting down his country's deadliest criminal. What did he do? He take a leak on the Kremlin wall or something? Some big actors in this. Corporation. Sure. Whatever you say, Gumby. Now, he's about to team up. What do you say? He say, go and kiss your mother's behind. With the most unpredictable cop. Drop <laughs> dead. Thank you. Eric. Streets of Chicago. Is it kindergarten cop? Uh, <laughs> I think you're just trying to be funny now. It's uh, nobody. Uh, the Katie, prof- you the can't be looking it up. No, you no, can't I'm be not. googling I'm it. Here. Okay. David said oh, yeah. the professional. The professional. No, this was no one. All right, play it out. You look like Marvin Hagler to me. I lost money on Hagler. 
capitalism. He's got his own kind of style. And body language is a beautiful thing, isn't it? He's got no style at all. Chicago cop never relinquishes his weapon. Here. Ridzik is a good cop. Police! And a total expert at fouling up. Is that Jim Belushi? Kill a Chicago police officer, Chicago gets him first. Schwarzenegger, Jim Belushi. With this much friction, and that's Pablo Francisco doing the announcing, right? <laughs> There's gotta be heat. I think kills this. Red heat. Red oh. heat. Okay, no one. I win. I think that's a that's a win for me when no one guesses yes. what it is. Okay, go with another this one. This is fun. Yeah. All right. David, <laughs> David, are you having fun? Yeah. <laughs> the way you said that. No, no, it's interesting. I, I, this, is this, is, uh, this is fun, you guys. This is what you do here? Uh-huh. All right, go ahead. Man is motivated in everything he does by hunger. Popular belief has it that man is motivated by sex. You show a starving man a beautiful woman and a pizza, what do you think he's going to choose? Make it an ugly woman and a pizza. Stephen Gold is a medical student. Large intestine? What Night of the large it's night. Uh, you know this. Not splash. No. Right, so the, the Poop shoot. A bad one. I can't fuck out. You already have. But on stage, he's a king of comedy. Punchline. Yes. Punchline. Nice. David Feldman. Sally one. Field. Uh huh. Barry Sobel. Uh-huh. Written and directed by David Seltzer. Okay. Oh, wow. Huh? Once you know the movie, you know a lot about it. It is our mission here. Uh, it's always fun. Todd and I always laugh about the locker room scene. Because mm-hmm. they thought that's what comedians right. had in the green rooms. They had lockers where they put their mm-hmm. not show clothes. All right. Uh, you want to play another one? It is okay. our mission here to rigorously and ruthlessly train the humanity out of you and make you into something better. Eric? going to make... Patch Adams. Wow. That was amazing. What? Nice. Wow, that's one of my that? favorite movies. So sorry. Oh, really? Do you really yeah, like that? I really like that movie. Really? All right. Oh, I thought it was scary. <laughs> you like clowns, and you like cancer, and you and you <laughs> right. like bad movies, and you like kids <laughs> like with cancer <laughs> and clowns. <laughs> What's not to love? And also murder. <laughs> and murder. Right? That's right. Right. Okay. Well, that's perfect. Uh, that's a great movie. It is surprising that he said that, right? Were you no, taking I, it back I, I a little? I was Robin a little Will- anything back. Robin's in is great. Robin Williams is very nice. Yeah. All right. Um, Eric. <laughs> Robin Olsen. Williams is very nice. He is. He's very funny, too. He's very funny, and every time I've had any sort of interaction with him in real life, he, he like acts like a real comedian. He's a kind man. He, he's, he, like, he sits there, and he like laughs, and he, you know, he just acts mm-hmm. like another comedian in the room. It's great. Yeah. He did uh, Meltdown. Couple, yeah. like, a couple uh, months ago? Yeah. Ron Williams is very cool. cool. All right, let's go. A sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. This is where he lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. Do you know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some 
cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? I might have gone on, got off the deep end with this one. Is this, I, I think, is this the seventh seal, Ber Bergman, Ingmar Bergman? <laughs> To adjust to a changing lifestyle. Until he discovers wages of fear, Clouseau. <laughs> a duck in big trouble. Oh, oh, oh! A George Lucas duck. Uh, oh yeah, that duck, was, I just we, saw we that. We can't accept day. that. Do we have uh, Star Ducks? Was filmed in... Yeah, and it has a really Howard creepy duck. duck. Howard the Duck, Howard Eric the duck, Olsen. Yeah. I like, just saw that for the first time recently, and it scared me. It was horrible. Howard the Duck. Well, it didn't scare me, but George that duck Lucas is really creepy. follow-up to the Star Wars. Right. It's the creepiest-looking duck. <laughs> yeah. Boy. Like 1984? Something right? like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the mom from uh, Back to the Future's in it. Okay. One more? There's two more. There's two more. Want, I love this. Again? Are you kidding? I uh, love this. Okay, okay, go ahead. Hi, Mrs. Rossi. I'm here about the weekend job. Come on. Eric? Well, that's my second favorite movie, Scent of a Woman. <laughs> All right. Pussy. I'm just getting warmed up. Did you work with him on this? Why are all his favorite movies in here? Um, or does he just have a really obscure taste? In I like you. You have a very eclectic taste in movies. Patch Adams and Scent of a Woman. Yeah. Where do you play my third favorite? <laughs> and here it is. Scent of a Snap. The oh X-71 concealable mic is part of the same system that NASA used when they faked the Apollo moon landings. Work for them. Shouldn't give us too many problems. Turner and Hooch. They <laughs> Dragnet. Was that a real guess? <laughs> That's Danny Aykroyd, right? How we're doing. Cause and position on the fire escape. Mothers in the cable vault. Preparing to sever master circuit. But they're not thieves. Stake out. We're getting too old for this. They know your secrets. But they're not spies. Great movie. One of my favorites. Really? Mr. Richard, do you mind if I take a look? Carl. Grow up. We give you something to work, baby. So people hire you to break into their places to make sure no one can break into their places? It's a living. Not a very good one. Robert now, Redford, got a new Ben Kingsley, National Security Agents. That don't work for the government. Relax, Marty. Dan Aykroyd. No. Now what do you say? The NSA killed Kennedy? No. They shot him, but they didn't kill him. He's still alive. They may not want the job. Liz, I need your help. I will not be dragged back into your world. But no. they don't David, I thought you would choice. have this for we sure. Boss, we want to hire you. We're the good guys, Marty. Can't tell you what a relief that is, Dick. Your job is to find that little black box. Okay. We got it. Robert oh, Redford? Yeah. All right, cut it. No one's going to guess this. It's Sneakers. A great movie. Um, it stinks. No, no my sneakers. Oh, they do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's what we're going to do. How's everybody doing? Great. Ah, yes. What's going on here? Uh, all right, we have a message. Eddie Pepitone called me uh, to wish me luck with this show, which is very nice of him. I'm a huge fan. Do you, you like Eddie? I love it. Yeah, so that, that was very nice of him to take the time to call me. We're going to play a message from Eddie, take another small break, and then we're going to come in and uh, close it out. Are you guys having a good time? Yeah. Yes. It's a good, it's a good show, right? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Todd, let, all right, we'll play another voicemail from Todd when we're back. Okay, Eric? And uh, I understand that Todd Glass is off this week. And let me tell you something. That is like leaving a child in the hands of a mass murderer <laughs> and being okay with it. You don't take off the week after Thanksgiving. You take off the week of Thanksgiving. Okay, that's how it's done. You don't leave the show in the hands of Daniel Kino and, and, and have on assholes like David Feldman the week after Thanksgiving. First of all, a lot of people are recovering from the Thanksgiving holidays, and they need some laughter. Okay? And now Glass, who, by the way, won't let me on the show lately, and I don't know what that's about, and I'm glad there is a forum to speak my mind about being left out in the cold by Glass, who then has the balls, the nerve, the temerity, the wherewithal, the gumption to leave his own podcast on a week where people need regularity. They need they need consistency. They need to get back into their routine because the Thanksgiving week is such a week of horror as far as family is concerned and as far as you know who we are as a people, a nation, the genocide of the Native Americans, the fact that we have to deal with in-laws, the fact that we're forced to look at us at ourselves as an individual in a family, as a family in a country, as a country in a civil and Glass chooses to leave on this week and then have Feldman and Kino in his stead. This is ridiculous. And I can't get on the show, me, Eddie Pepitone. I just want to say that I am appalled by everything this podcast stands for. And please follow me on Twitter. <laughs> Happy holidays from the Todd Glass Show. Hi, this is Todd, everybody. I have... I don't know what these guys are going to do. I, all I ask is one request, because this will be fun for me. And this could be like the after show. I want you guys for the last, I don't know, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, to take a break, smoke some pot. And I mean smoke pot. Like, don't just take a hit. I mean, I want you, for my enjoyment, that's all I want is to hear what happens when you guys do that. You know how sometimes we do it, we're like, take a teeny hit. No. I mean, I... Want it to be the type of la the last half an hour of this show. I, if it's right, I want you to wake up and be sorry you did it. And that means I will have pure joy listening to it. Just the last 20 minutes, half an hour. All right, other than that, have fun today. And um, seriously, I want you to have a good time. I cannot wait to listen to this on Friday. All right, bye. Have a, have a fun show. All right. All right, are you guys done fulfilling Todd's request? All right, all right. Uh, let's do my favorite thing, which is, uh, I don't know if we have an official name for this, but it's called, I like to call it iPod Karaoke. Uh, this week's contestant is Blake Wexler. Hello. He has picked out a song, right? Can we get some of Blake's credits for this? For the yes, you've seen Blake. Oh, no, I don't have any, so. Yes, you do. Continue. The Todd Glass Show. You've seen Blake in this building a week ago. Um <laughs> Okay, ready? So, so yeah, he has an uh, iPod. He only he can hear the song and the music, but he's going to blare it out like he's in the car or in the shower, and then we're going to see what happens. Okay, ready? 
Mm-hmm. Did I set it up Back right? I think that's it. Last night, pre-flight. Bum, 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 bum. No, don't do the music. Zero hour, 9 a.m. Are we supposed to guess what it is? No, no, bum, we know what it is. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm going to be high as a kite by then. Miss the earth so much, I miss my wife. <laughs> it's lonely out in space. Such a tight flight. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Touchdown brings me round and to fine. I'm not the man they think I am at all. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay. I'm a rocket man. All right, all right. Rocket man! Blake, Blake, can you tap him on the shoulder? You want me to stop? All right, yeah, you've enough. <laughs> you even offended William Shatner. <laughs> Bill Shatner. Why, why, you don't have, why did you do the music? You don't have to bum, bum, bum. Because there were long pauses and I wanted to keep Yeah, the... I know. We wanted to hear the pauses. Uh-huh. That's, that's the, the comedy for us is in the can pauses. Can you redo it, Blake? No, do it another week if you fuck this up. On my big oh show, my God. on my big chance to show Todd oh, what yeah, I can like, do. Oh, yeah, like you're going to get another chance to host this. You <laughs> torpedo this thing for me, you motherfucker. Easy. All right, what are you guys? Oh, God. How do we end this thing? David, do you have any ideas? Uh, No. No. <laughs> hmm. I like that improv te- technique. Uh, no, no, it's wow, a very good man. improv technique. Do you oh, have no. any advice for me? Uh, huh? Do you have any advice for me in general? <laughs> You're doing great, man. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. No, you're fine. You're doing great. Yeah, you're it's doing great. fine. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, let's say goodbye to David Feldman, our guest. Uh, everybody, do you have any questions for David? Well, this is serious. If you no, have- no. I, I was just saying during the break that uh, David gave a great because I'm an aspiring writer, and he gave. All a right, great- no one wants to hear that shit. Katie, yeah, Katie, go ahead. No, not really. <laughs> right, I'm sorry, Blake. That was immature. Go ahead. It's fine. And and you're not going to interrupt it again, right? With a with a bit. No, I'm, I you now swear. You're, now you swear. swear now to you're God. setting me up to do it again for a bit, and I don't even want to go along David, with that. David, I really, I really, really appreciate. Uh, I thought it was a great uh, piece of advice that in a writer's room, it's most important to be funny to the other writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, to be in the moment there because that's what's going to carry you in the business is impressing your peers. Well, it's not only impressing your peers. Or, you're, yeah. you're, you're stuck in a car with a group of people and they're more important. Any job you're at is you want to get along with whomever you're working with. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's the message. It's great advice. Not on this show. Wow. Can you well, a lot of shield the tension? We, so much we, animosity. And, and can we uh, plug my show? Please. I'm sorry, we don't have time. This is, uh, we're up against a hard break. Mark Maron's coming on. Uh, yes, please tell us about your show. It uh, airs on uh, KPFK. Wait, or it's a pod, you could do the podcast. We do a podcast five days a week. Of, it's the same show? 
Yeah, it's a David Feldman show on iTunes. It's great. It, it's, it really is. It's do, a new show every uh, five days a week. Brand new show. We do four. Yeah. Really? That's uh, awesome. What, what is that, Chris? Oh, Isn't that yeah. beautiful? It's Let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. Isn't that great? It's the Beach Boys. It's Brian Wilson. It's very soothing. It's Smile. Uh, yeah, it's very... This is, it doesn't it, really represent you, though. This is uh, Sergeant... This is the David Feldman Radio Network. That's not part of the song. Oh. <laughs> it's the... Re- <laughs> that I, I added that. Oh, part. you did. <laughs> but that was his Sergeant Pepper. I mean, he predated Sergeant Pepper. I don't know that much. It's the Beach Boys, right? Yeah, Smile was. You should buy Smile. It's unbelievable. It was. It was really the first concept album. He, I, he didn't finish it. He was doing it before the Beatles. Can I uh, ask you a question? Yeah. Right. That's Brian, stupid. Will. That's right. you should. Yeah. How do you? How do you describe yourself? How do I describe myself? Yeah. Uh, Just a few general. I I don't know. Like your your personality. Mm, Quiet. Mm -hmm. Do you find that people perceive that sometimes for something else? You being quiet and observant? Do you think sometimes that comes off as... Arrogant? Or, yes, standoffish? Yes. Why are you laughing? Dangerous? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Do you uh, do you do that on purpose sometimes? No, I'm shy. Like I like being on stage or I like writing, but when you're interacting with people, mm-hmm. I tend to stand off in the corner and masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> people don't notice you that way. Uh, well, it depends. It depends what the, the while temperature scanning is. the room quietly. <laughs> yeah, I like to do that at parties. I just like to play with myself in the corner. You ever just stand there smelling your fingers? No one wants to talk to you when you're <laughs> just uh, yeah, by yourself, by the buffet, smelling your fingers. I'm getting better at going to parties, actually. <laughs> Blake, why did you only laugh at that after I did it? Not, not when I said it. Because it took me a moment to visualize a person in a party doing that while everyone else was trying to go about their night. Um, can I ask you what your wife does? My wife does many things. She is a kindergarten teacher. Mm-hmm. And she is a chef. She teaches nutrition to L.A. public schools, mm-hmm. and uh, she's great. Is she a big fan of Michelle Obama? Bachman, big supporter of uh, <laughs> Michelle Oh, Bachman. no, no, no. Marcus, really? not even Michelle. <laughs> yeah, we're big Obama supporters. We're, we're very we, – I, I love Barack Obama. I do. I think he's – I do, too. I think he – this country, or as I call it, this shithole of a nation, we did one thing right. Uh, we elected Barack Obama. You, you say that. Oh, God, I don't want to get into this. I say this shithole of a nation because I love it, and that's what makes me love it, is I can call this country a shithole and nobody arrests me. Right. That's right. You you're, from the, you're from the Soviet Union. Former Soviet Union, yes. Right. So I, I'm proud to live in a country where I can say I beg for the French Canadians to invade us. And become our overlords, and mm. that's our saving grace. This shithole of a nation. No, I love this. I love country. America. I, I, I'm an American by choice, mm-hmm. which I think makes me somewhat, almost more of an American than you people. I'm glad you said it because we've all been thinking. I, it. I, I wasn't handed this. I had to come get it. This is a great country. Yes, absolutely. As far as shitholes go. <laughs> 
<laughs> David Feldman, everybody, right? We thank you for coming in. Uh, I don't know why we had to do a round of applause. We never do that. All right, we're gonna we're gonna come back and say bye. But I just wanted to so, uh, say you. thank you to David thank Feldman for having, for having us turn into a show. And, God uh, bless America. God bless you. Because <laughs> you sneezed. <laughs> Lots of fun, lots of stuff for everyone. Gather round your radio for the Todd Glass Show. Your whole family will have a blast listening to his podcast. It's time to start, so here we go. The Todd Glass Show. The Todd Glass Show. The Todd Glass Show. All right. Well, uh, David Feldman left. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. Um, this is kind of... Uh, thank you. I'm done. This is kind of sad, you guys. It's the end of the show. How do, you, how do you think we did? Well, I think I speak for all of us when I say we did fantastic, <laughs> Daniel. You <laughs> Thanks, do, Chris. Have you, you been taking acting classes? You know, I've been taking talking into a mic at a podcast studio classes, <laughs> and they've been going well. I can tell. I like yeah. your posture. Who, te- who teaches that? Um, very select few people. I don't remember my Very select name. few people. Oh, very sure, good. Sure. Hey, let me ask it's you. You, you guys were laughing when I was talking to Class. David at the end there, and I was asking him if, like, sometimes people perceive him as being um, mean or confrontational. You were laughing. <laughs> no. Did you think I was being an asshole to him? No. What? Why were you laughing? Oh, sometimes I have thoughts in my head that are just for me, and I enjoy them too much. Here's oh what I was God. laughing because your question Fuck. was. I'm sorry, I asked. How do people perceive you? Which was one of the most open-ended questions I've ever heard when we were trying to wrap up, and that's oh, why yeah. I was laughing. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap it up. How so do, how do you think people? How do people? Uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? I don't know. I. I think and we of, have 30 seconds. I think yeah. of David Feldman as as this as this guru. Comedically, obviously, I'm saying this, but I really have tremendous respect for him intellectually. So it's very hard for me not to ask him these giant questions. Right. That, you know, I just want to learn from him. It's hard not to fan out around a guy who's Correct. that cool. Yeah. Yes. Todd, I'd like to quote Todd Glass when, uh, in moments like this when he said, I need more reverb. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, he said that comedians, we don't get struck by uh, fame. We get struck by talent. Right. Talent struck. That's what that's what he calls it, and I uh, I think that's very true. So you weren't laughing at my question. No, no, no. no, not at all. Okay, well, uh, thanks everyone for listening to my very first guest well, hosting attempt. You did a great job. Not, not an oh, attempt. Thanks. Success. I'm so proud. Su- thank you. I, I almost Blakey. called you Todd. That's how good you are. Oh, Aww. thank you. Uh, you look very think... natural in that seat. All right, all right. Let's wrap it up. You look taller. You guys are crossing that very uh, thin Your line, Your hair looks too. really good. Uh, it's right. good. It's right. fun. Just a little more. Yeah. Uh, it's like the golden fleece from those Greek tales. <laughs> and you took it to the wrong place. <laughs> I'm killing. I would like to take a moment right now, and because I know Todd is listening. And, hi, uh, be- Todd. Hi, Todd. And because we miss Todd. Right? We yeah, miss we Todd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Let's, let's each take a moment and, and, and tell our favorite memory of Todd. And uh, Katie, do you want to start yeah. us off? Can we all have reverb for this bit? Oh, sure. nice touch. Hey. Nice touch. So my favorite was when we were at his house 
and we were, you know, having the camp out, and he made me a s'more with a Reese's peanut butter cup, and I never had it, and it was so Aww. delicious. That's great. Oh, that is so nice. Uh, my favorite memory of Todd is um, when, when we were on the road for the very first time, and and we got uh, we got food to go after a show, and then we got into a hotel room, and we lit candles. And we had a very fancy dinner, and we talked about comedy. That's great. It was a very uh, fun evening for oh me. My that God. Was how oh, my God. Yeah, that's awesome. It was a very romantic. That's It was very great. comedy romantic. Comantic. Comantic, yeah. It was very comantic. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. That's when I fell in love with Todd. Chris? That's great. Well, my favorite memory of Todd, aside from when we first met and he asked me so faithfully to be on his podcast, was the one time we were doing his podcast, and he thought it would be funny to run out of the bathroom with his pants down at his ankles and only his boxers on. I don't remember what he said, but it was very insightful to me, and I just, I've remembered it. Okay. Our entire friendship. Oh, all right. It sounds kind of weird, but uh, no, no, no. It shows us how funny he is in yeah, his sense. He's of humor. hilarious, and it means a lot to me. Aww. Eric, Eric, you have a favorite memory of Todd? Um, my favorite memory of Todd is us in Portland. I think that that was great. I think that that's where I that was a great weekend. Bonded with everybody with the show when Todd almost died. Yeah, that was hilarious. And we had yeah. Paul I and mean, God, That was great. <laughs> that was great. Thank, thanks for We the were out there for a long time. Thanks, buddy. Oh, that's and, great. Um, Blake, do you have a favorite memory of time? Yeah, I guess I'll close with... Um, and we know. will close with this, by the way. I think this will be a very nice sentiment for Blake to yeah. say... Yeah. This. Todd is just calling right now. He has a message for us. He does? Yes. Yeah, sure. Interrupt the bit. Chris, he, 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 he called to interrupt this bit. Are you sure? I'm sure of it. Hey, it's Todd. By the way, please make sure Chris doesn't sneeze on the computer. Ah! I keep thinking about his pouring alcohol on it when I get home. Well, that's not what I expected. We'll edit that. Oh, you want to edit that? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. We're leaving that in. Yeah, that's what I thought. Why? We're leaving that in, Chris. That, you took a big chance. That this insults is, me. This wait, is the gamble. Wait, it's a chance, a bad chance we're leaving in or a good chance? No, we're leaving it in. Dude. Hey, it was on your cue sheet. You didn't get to it. No, I didn't point to it, which means you shouldn't right. have done it. Oh. Well, that's not how me and Todd <laughs> There's operate. a reason I didn't get to it. That's not how me and Todd operate. I like Todd better. I think I like. To, I think you I, just play shit. That that's you just look over Todd's shoulder and just play whatever's on the yeah, list. Yeah, and he enjoys it. Okay. All back right. Well, back to the bit, Blake. Yeah, I mean, I think. This Thank is you, the, everybody, for listening. Of and um, uh, tune in next week when Todd will be back behind the mic, and, and uh, we'll uh, we'll have some uh, pretty pretty fun guests. I don't know yeah. if he told you who 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 he it is or not, but so many great guests. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess to say, uh, I mean, Todd's obviously had a very important impact on my career, and I would say that my my best memory is when he first, uh, I mean, the most recent time that I opened for him was back in, um, <laughs> I thought it was more recent, it was all the way back in, uh, in November of last year, it was a year ago, <laughs> I just thought it would be more... <gasps> Where is he? I 
Blake. He's not here. You don't. No, he has to be. He's not in the room. Well, he has to be here. The bit doesn't fucking work. John, I know you're out here somewhere. All right, Blake. I think you know. He's I not had here. a whole fucking year of material that you didn't let me do. I have twenty minutes. Twenty fucking minutes, and you're getting local acts. To open for you, local. You're nurturing the local scene, and what are they gonna do? Live in fucking Atlanta for another five years without making a name of themselves? Daniel, seriously, where is he? He has to be. Todd, he's under here. Todd, where uh, are you? All right, Blake. He's not under the desk. No, Stop. he's over here. He has to be. That's all I have. I can't. What am I supposed to write? A brilliant. Happy bit! I yell! I can only yell! Todd! Let me understand Todd! What the What do I have? A 23! Goodbye, everybody. First of all, it's that! Not mine! It's my dead grandfather who couldn't fucking take care of himself. Why can't you have more hair? It's a recessive gene. Is that even right? Am I supposed to take pills? Where are you? I'm so alone. No one's gonna help me out. What am I gonna fucking host in Goody Poop Puffs? I'm an MC, I'll admit it. I don't have enough time to be a feature act. I'm a host. I'm a host. I just, I can't can't even nail the intros. Now leaving Nerdist.com.